Hello, and you're listening to Short and Spooky. This is a podcast about anthology shows. Anthology shows from the 80s, from the 90s, and, and sometimes, sometimes the early, early 2000s. 2000s. So Big annoying. Sniff over here loves when we do that. Oh, um, he is one it. of our uh, uh, esteemed hosts. I'm also one of your closest hosts. You're, you're, yes, you're you're the you're the nearest to me. <laughs> you're you're very close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly proximity. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the yes. other voice you heard is uh, another co-host, uh, Mr. Tommy Trash. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I, of course, uh, am uh, your uh, one of your other hosts, Mr. Johnny Junk. Mm. A.K. Bizarro Sorrow. Bizarro Sorrow. Uh, um, Pit Boss. Albo. Albo. Yeah. Okay. Get, settle down. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, if you were a wrestler, you, your move would be the Albo Elbow. <laughs> okay. Elbow How did justice. we not come yeah. up with this when we were doing Basher Malone? Know. Missed opportunity. Okay. Uh, and uh, we have one more voice here because... Uh, that's right. <laughs> and it's not it's not old mech, uh, David Lynch, or uh, uh, Macho Man sure. Randy Savage. It uh, is the Chicago handshake himself, Mr. Malort, Mr. Ginger Jesus, Walter. Yes. Hello, hello. Richard. Hey, I did quite like hearing you guys in surround sound. It was an ASMR moment for me. Just now? Just now. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh it's fun. See you gotta you gotta chime in with us and we say I hate early it. Too. I did it the first few times, but it's fucking so annoying to me now. You I, felt like you like poured yourself <laughs> out by doing something. No, it's just I don't know why. But but you can still say mm, glim glim. Glim glim is fine. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. Just check in. So sometimes it's okay and sometimes it's not. Welcome back, Walter. <laughs> oh, hey, thank you. I'm ignoring John from now on. Who <laughs> said that? I didn't. Did you guys hear something? Some of you guys, what was that? Was there a rat in here? <laughs> no. no. Riley's not here. Oh, yeah. Um, There's a ticking no sound coming from over here. Is there a bomb oh, yeah. in the chair? Yeah, Albo. <laughs> um, the Eagles. What about them? They're, that's Albanian, right? Eagles. Uh, we there's a two-headed hawk, I believe, uh, or is on the flag. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying the band, the Eagles, was from. They're also <laughs> no, <laughs> just as big of terrorists. I gotta uh, say, I think part of the reason they have the reputation they have is their flag looks very menacing. It does. It's a cool flag. Ooh, I want to see it now. Uh, Dude, it's pretty metal. It's like what is it? Black eagles on a red flag. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucking I, hardcore. I got a, I got a tattoo on my chest, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, Strip down. Yep. Pop that shirt off. <laughs> Weird. I never noticed it before. <laughs> well, because uh, you're facing the other direction. <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, uh, so of course, uh, since we have Walter here, one of our favorite closest guests, yep. um, uh, we always let him it's choose so are the episodes that we um, uh, discuss. Yep. Uh, the anthology shows, and uh, we we said you could choose whatever you wanted, but there was one parameter. You know, I did this one for Coop, okay. and I, Coop, I love you, I respect you, and you said, no fallen angels, dear God, please don't do it. We're now, yeah, we're, yeah that, that show, uh, for those listening, if you're not aware, uh, Fallen Angels is a film noir show that came on, I believe, Showtime. It's long. 
Is it long? It's or is this thirty. Feel it's, long? it's 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 <laughs> it's pretty long. It's less than thirty minutes. <laughs> okay, but the noir long. thing is, it's it's kind of exhausting. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like the whole time you're trying to like be like you get saxophone. What is? Smoky yeah, ladies. you you don't. You're confused. You're never like on the right page. You're never really quite enjoying it. You're just like. Okay, now who's this guy? Like, yeah. what, what? Why did he say that? Like, I feel like a noir can't be that short. What do you mean? A noir has to be fleshed out. Well, yeah, yeah, because I, basically, I think the idea of a noir is it's like you are typically through a detective or somebody slowly on getting to what the real thing is, and I mm. feel like there's like some red herrings or some some mis uh, you know mis misleading information or something like that. You but hungry? Hmm. Oh, you're talking about. Fish. Never mind. <laughs> I'm talking about red herrings. Oh, 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 oh. We can go out for bagels later. Oh, okay. I was sorry. Locks. Whenever Ooh. I think of when, <laughs> from now on, whenever I think of uh, film noir, all I can think of is beef stroganoff stuck. Oh to yeah, on the face. The Busey's face. That was great. I mean, it wasn't his face, but that's what comes to my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we we want to say thank you for first right off the bat. No, no fallen angels this week. That's right. I heard Cooper loud and clear. He said no sexy women, no saxophones. <laughs> so I chose Tales from the Crypt. Yep. And it's a quite special Tales from the Crypt. It's uh, directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis. Yes, and, it is. Uh, I was quite excited to put it on the on the docket. Additionally, yes. we have a guest appearance from Humphrey Bogart. Oh yeah, there, there, there's some big, big names in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Alfred Hitchcock, the stillest face I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So okay. let's let's. Uh, uh, do you guys want to talk about anything else before we get into drinking emeralds? No, I can't think of anything. Okay, so this episode, what is it called? You murderer. It's uh, episode 15 from season six, and it almost came out like 23 years ago. Wow. Nice. Well, uh, when we talk about these anthology shows, we like to uh, come up with fun little games. That way you can, uh, uh, you know, enjoy it a little bit more than we did. Um, so why don't we do some... Mm, glim glims. Whoa, now they're glim glims. <laughs> okay. I'm so thrown. Okay. Glim, so we do drinking game rules. Um, and uh, who wants to go first? I the could guest, go. The guest of honor. Absolutely. So I think that my drinking game rule is going to be anytime they utilize a reflection. <laughs> Oof. Yeah, yeah. That's, mm -hmm. that's, that's one off the That's board. a lot. That's yeah. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going next? Um, every time he makes like a, like a one-liner dead pun kind of thing. Oh, about being dead? Yeah. Okay. Um, take a drink every time someone has a gun drawn on them. Fuck, those were the two I had. Okay. Uh, Keep going around. I'll think of something else. You want to do that third one? No, because that's yours. Okay. I'll just say every time... Uh, every time it switches from color to black... Does that only happen once? <laughs> no, well, every happens. time you have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> every time you enjoy watching it. Fuck off. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't have anything. Okay, so you, for, you stole mine. Well, why didn't you go first? <laughs> no, it's fine. I, 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 I'm, it's not unheard of for me not to have one. I, I know, but so for someone who has such an extensive and thorough rubric. <laughs> rubric. I didn't use it for this one. Okay, well. Because I know everyone's annoyed at it. Because you, you already know I what like you I like the rubric. Need. Thank you. <laughs> What are you looking at me? I don't like the rubric. Say you like it. Okay, it's good. It's good. Now. I like it now. I like it more than Glim Glim. Walter? I don't have one. Do you like the rubric? <laughs> What's the rubric? It's what I rate my episodes on or with. 
I don't have it anymore. You it's had a, it on your phone last. I know, week. but I'm, it's on airplane mode now. Okay, I'll show you later. Jack okay. peed on that <laughs> one too. He like copied yeah. this grading rubric I, from, but I edited it from okay. like a film school or some shit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know where you got it. Well, it, it was based on like films that are submit some short fl- films, <laughs> films. Are you okay? That are submitted to this school or whatever teacher. Midnight. <laughs> I don't know, and it was good, but I edited it. I changed stuff around. And I made it so if it scores highest on each count, it's 100, which would be 10. Right. So that works for me because then I can go, okay, you know what I mean? Like it scored. It's easy to have. Yes. Yes. Because, yeah, perfect on all counts would be a 10. But he used to have it like laminated or something. Yeah. on it. Yeah. uh, That's outdated. I edited it since then. Okay. So now I just have it on my. Tom, do we have a Tom rule this week? Um. No, I'm kind of lacking on him. I don't want to pump him in all the time. Okay, I like that better. You know? Tom rules uh, from time to Tom. Gotta let the charge time build to up. Tom. Tom to Tom. <laughs> As Tom goes by. <laughs> the passage of Tom. Yes. Um, okay, so... Tom keeps on ticking. <laughs> is that what that is? Into the future. <laughs> all right. Um, so let's talk about the Crypt Keeper. Because as we as we said, this this episode is directed by uh, Robert Zemeckis. Who is that again? He is a famous director. Um, he has done a lot of very popular, uh, well liked movies, including Forrest Gump. Oh, yes, that's right. So, um, if you're not aware of this, uh, he likes to push himself uh, to doing things with new special effects. So he's the guy who did. Uh, was it who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah, who framed Roger he, Rabbit? He oh. did. Uh, you know, one of the things that he pioneered with um, Forrest Gump was the technology that they use in this week's episode, where they take a dead celebrity's face and make it look like they're saying and doing things that they're not really doing. But it's done a lot better in Forrest Gump, I think. Well, I think that's a movie, and this is a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Crip I mean? Keeper's got that budget. Calvin Klein himself, Crypt Keeper, yeah, he's, CK? The bo- he's the boss of the show. <laughs> so he's in his he's in his trailer, yeah. um, and calling the shots. And then, I think so. Who else? I, I don't know. Arnold. He's spending that budget on just magnificent mo- piles of cocaine. Yeah. I mean, where do you think that nose went? <laughs> That's true. He blew it off. That's what happened to Michael Jackson, right? I don't know what happened no. to Michael Jackson. He was taking what was the name of that drug that he would take every single night? A doctor would put him to sleep with his drug every night, and then. We have to wake him up. Why'd you look at me? I don't know. I don't know. You, I can't you are, you're. I the, know. That's why I'm trying to remember. The doctor got in trouble for it. Like Rohypnol? Does that sound right? He was roofing him every night. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's. Yeah. Like, he was like, being put down every night and then like being woken up with drugs, with like amphetamines and shit. God, I fucking wish. That's your ideal life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, for... you just want to wake up every morning like that scene from Pulp Fiction and the adrenaline. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except yeah. I have a reason to, yeah. um, but he, no, no. So, 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 yeah. The the whole thing that uh, the Crypt Keeper does this week is a parody of Forrest Gump, and I guess I don't know. Uh, how old were you guys uh, twenty three years ago? No, it was more than that. This is ninety five, right? It's like I think uh, Forrest Gump came came out in ninety five, or like shortly after, or it came out the same year. This episode inspired Forrest Gump. This one came out on the. 25th of January 1995. Because I think Forrest Gump wins a bunch of Oscars shortly. Which like, is crazy. After this. It, Why? It's a great movie. It's, I don't know. It seems, it doesn't, it, like, it's okay. It's okay. Forrest Gump is okay. I don't think that rendition would fly now. 
Oh, what the of Tom Hanks playing Forrest Gump because what? he's mentally handicapped. Yeah. Oh, they, they, did they, they change the race? Uh, no, I just think there's been uh, movies or shows that have come out that ha- portray mentally disabled characters, and there's a lot of backlash these days about who's you can't playing do them. nothing. You need representation. You Everybody, it's the whole Tropic mentally, Thunder thing, right? <laughs> you went over to a full reason. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't have. Okay, I'm walking on thin ice here, but you can't. <laughs> Have a mentally handicapped person play a mentally handicapped character because uh. they—that's it's it's a thing. Well, because then they get mad at uh, they say you're exploiting a mentally handicapped well, person. Well, exactly. So like when they had small people playing. It's just crazy. I understand not having someone. A I understand. Dwarf. There's a difference between like fucking minstrel shows and shit like that, in like blackface and like having a guy with no legs being played by the guy who actually has legs. You know. Or what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah, I mean, it's just, come on. It's not, it won't be acting anymore if you need to cast the exact person who already is the thing you need. Well, okay, so let's say it's 1995, whatever year it is, and regardless of where Forrest Gump is in our uh, cultural identity and understanding right now, it was huge at the time. It was huge, Mm -hmm. And, and Forrest Gump parodies were everywhere. There was, it was on Mad TV, it was on, you know... Anyone Saturday ever, Night Live. What else? What else? People would always say, "Run for it." Yep. <laughs> yeah. People still do. Say, they oh, still totally. do. Yeah. Yeah. People say that shit all the time, and it's and it's not funny, but they'll keep saying it just <laughs> because they heard it once. Well, 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 Walter's a runner. Did they say that to you? Have you ever heard it? All the time. All the time. <laughs> totally. Every day. I've actually I've <laughs> I ran a race in October on Halloween. It was the Ooh. Halloween run up in Healdsburg. Uh, started at a winery, ended at a winery. Music, drinks. A lot of fun. Cool. But um, we ended up um, doing a like an Airbnb, blah, blah, blah. That was really weird. By the way, Airbnbs, bizarre. Wait, yeah. are you talking about a real be- uh, bed a and breakfast? A real bed and breakfast. Not an Airbnb. Sorry, did I say Airbnb? Yeah. No, bed and breakfast. Oh, you're talking like the bizarre. old Bizarre. I have yeah. been oh. in one before. Were you the youngest person there? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was. Yeah, <laughs> so were we. Yeah. Dude, oh, absolutely. And... <laughs> Um, the person, whoever owns it, is looking at this as a retirement opportunity to make a little money off of yeah. and entertain themselves with. Oh, yeah. Because oh, they do the whole wine hour in the evening. They oh, do my the breakfast in the morning. Yep. And uh, who is our guy? Jerry. Jerry was a mess. Geriatrics. But... <laughs> <laughs> no. But, um, you know, push comes to shove. Um, you shoved him out of window? <laughs> <laughs> we ended up running uh, the race, and the last uh, mile I was able to, uh, I was finished my portion of the race first, went and grabbed my uh, three-legged dog, and uh, we finished the race with a disabled dog uh, running alongside my wife. <laughs> so <laughs> we uh, we felt like we were Forrest Gump. Yeah. Oh, I thought someone was going to say your dog was like Forrest Gump because he's handicapped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that, actually. <laughs> okay, I got yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, man, I was trying to think of like Forrest Bark or something Bark, like a Forest dog. Bark. Forest, Forest Hump. Hump. Oh, is he a humper? <laughs> there you go. Is he a humper? What do you got, Forest a humper? Hump. You got a humper there, huh? So, yeah, we got the Crypt Keeper. Um, Arnold's best friend. He closest. Closest. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, and he is dressed like Forrest Gump, and it is kind of unnerving to see him with a hairline. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's got like a crop top. It looks good. I don't know. I feel like that. Up. Maybe I'm just so used to that, like, thinning like fucking whatever like Stringy spider's hair. nest of a yeah hair um but he he's trying to do forrest gump and for for uh, for an impression that was like ever present 
he does he can't quite lock down the accent. I feel like. No. Hello. I feel like he kind of drops it after a minute. He by the but by the time he comes back at the end of this uh, bit, he's he's like, I can't do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's giving up. He's like, sorry, a fucking slow southern drawl is too much for me. Yeah. But yeah, he he's got some good puns in there. The puns of uh, he's got is Fierce Gump instead of Forrest Gump, Chocolate instead of Chocolate, uh, Mummy instead <gasps> of Mother. So, so I don't know. Yeah, scary. And then this is the sound clip we were looking at. Me and Tom were looking at um, a uh, soundboard for the Crypt Keeper the other day online, mm. and uh, it says Fudge Scream. Yeah, that's right. New what is guts. That? Fudge Scream. Yeah, Fudge Cream. Oh, okay. This type of chocolate. Yeah. Instead of nougat, new guts. Okay, I get that. New guts, yeah, for sure. Mm. And then he says, "Scary is as scary does," which I don't think technically is a pun, and it doesn't really make any sense. Scary is as scary does. It's yes. a it's a play off the line, though, right? Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> scary and stupid. Those are two short and spooky. Yeah, mean and stupid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Different show. Mm-hmm. Better. Better show. <laughs> oh, so, okay, so yeah, before we even get into any of this stuff, too, they put in Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, if you call that for Alfred no Hitchcock. reason. I, I swear to God, his face was like moving away from his body. Was the Crypt, was the crypt Keeper also like uh, like CGI'd or something? Or was it just kind of weird animatronics? Because it like, looks a little like smooth, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. He looked smooth? I don't know. Maybe he I, moisturized. Maybe I was, was looking at that hairline as well, too. Dude, that's where your eye goes. It's yeah. like, <laughs> if it was a pair of tits, I would have sneezed. Like, I couldn't <laughs> stop looking at it. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, yeah, it's 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 strange because it's like, so, so whatever. In the, in the episode proper, we have Humphrey Bogart, and there's a guy doing an impression, right? Why didn't they have a guy do an impression of Alfred Hitchcock and have him say anything? Because it's like... First of all, Alfred Hitchcock isn't in Forrest Gump, so it's like, what is he doing here, right? Yeah, it made no sense. And then, and then he's like, "Would you like a chocolate?" And then he just goes, Al- oh. <laughs> <laughs> for, for our listeners, what what did you do? The I'm glim glim. Just, he kind of like, oh, I can't even describe <laughs> it. Looks kind of like a pigeon waddling down you made the street. It, yeah, well, I swear to God, I don't know if this was my imagination, but I swear his face was like, like trembling on his body. Yeah, his face like moved. Well, that's on his head. So, okay, so that's the thing. There's, whatever technology they're doing, I feel like they're doing something different every time they're doing it. So it's like yeah. sometimes it'll be a still photo with like the mouth like talking, and then <laughs> so other times weird. it's like no, we took. <laughs> it's like they have like the cutout below it, like Hi. a fucking nutcracker. Kind yeah, of exactly. Style. It's it's bizarre, but because some were some were better than others. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yes. with yeah. some of those scenes that you're describing. Well. And I get it. It's it's a new technology. It's a television show. You're trying to do that. But it's like, also, you don't have to show this. You know what I mean? You don't have to be showing all of this stuff that you're doing. But Zemeckis, he's going to do what he wants to do. Well, Alfred Hitchcock I think, had no business there. Sorry. Well, he, I think Zemeckis is a big Hitchcock um, fan. Ah. And so that's why he put mm. it in there. And uh, I think... Um, but why couldn't they, he just been like... Because he's like, do you want a chocolate? And then uh, Alfred Hitchcock just been like, No. Like instead of like Alfred, no. Alfred Hitchcock, yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you. You know who I feel bad for is probably like the crew member or whatever that they were like, "Hey, you got a Hitchcock body sitting." <laughs> you look like a potato. Yeah, you look like a fat tub of shit yeah. who could barely get their pants buttoned. Goes, yeah. oh, All right. Okay. Put the green fucking thing on his face. However, they do that. Yeah, well, so basically, yeah, like I don't know. It's just strange for for <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock who always has like a like. 
I'm cool and detached. I don't care. And for him to kind of do a look like, like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? It's like that kind of weird, almost diva-like attitude. Didn't seem very Hitchcock. <laughs> like Dr. Uh, Evil? Is that yeah. what that was? No, it's like the sassy hand. <laughs> Never mind. I don't know what that it's was. It's not a visual I thought you format. Doing... No, but you keep doing visual I things. Know. Okay. All I, can do, all I can do is try to describe them to people. Thank you. Okay, so let's talk about this episode. Walter, what made you uh, pick this one? Star-studded cast. You have... Um, the Humphrey Bogart being credited 40 years after his death, which was mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Well, and you know, they're doing that right now, right? With some of, the, like, the Star Wars that came out with, like, uh, Carrie, Carrie Fisher? Fisher dying. No. they. So, well, yes. they did, So they they did that before she was dead, mm-hmm. when they de-aged her, right. right? And they de-aged Robert De Niro in some fucking movie. The Irish, oh, the horrible movie, The Irishman. Yeah, it was terrible. Well, I didn't see I it. I liked it. The point is, so that that's one thing is de-aging. I get that. And that's yeah. the new technology now. It's like uh, fucking deep fakes, all that shit. But they are also now able to completely render actors who are dead. So um, who's that guy? What's his name? The Rebel Without a Cause? James oh. Dean. James Dean. So James Dean is going to appear in his first movie besides those four he made. And he is being credited as himself, even though... Wow. I don't know what the hell, how that's going to work, but that's actually happening right now. You know what? I heard something similar recently. I think Bruce Willis Mm -hmm. signed his like likeness so they can, can, you heard about that, so they can continue to use him in that. But I mean, they've been doing that for years. His whole thing's tragic though. He has aphasia. Like they're, yeah, it's something any there. It's going to be a normal thing going forward for them to ask act big actors be like, Hey, you can sell us if you're retiring, sell us your fucking, likeness mm-hmm. and you know they're in so many movies they can fucking chop up i don't know how it fucking works but like they can own your likeness likeness yes 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 um but dean what was his name again dean james, james dean james dean never had the opportunity to sign anything like that yeah but his estate and his family they can mm. do that shit it's the same way they can fucking sell posters and or whatever halloween masks i don't know yeah. tommy you're a thousand years old would <laughs> james dean uh today be as good as james dean back uh in the 50s in bed or in movies <laughs> <laughs> good open-ended question, question. Both. both no i, I think i think the, i don't know I don't james think... dean is a, a very iconic character because he i mean he died pretty young was it car crash right yeah, yeah he only did like four or five movies but too. that era of cool i feel like is not like the same well, he's kind of like, wasn't he kind of like a the cool greaser, right? Yeah. Motorcycle gang. Yeah, he Cigarettes was in, rolled he up was in, in uh, East of Eden, I think, or Grapes of Wrath, one of those. It was I'm like, Steinbeck why, movie. though? Why what? you have guys who can do that look? Now? Yeah. It's probably but cheaper. That, but that's the thing. It's like, it's yeah. the gimmick of it for it's right gimmick, now. gimmick, yeah. That's true. But, but, Starring James Dean. What? So, he's yes. Dead. Anyhow. Some first graders like, James so, so Dean. <laughs> I agree. It is star-studded. Star-studded. Um, so. There is... John Lithgow, which I found out that John is. Oh my God, my man! You he's love one him? of. Yes, we were having this conversation yeah, now last I week. Who but is. you used a specific term that just blew my mind. I haven't stopped thinking about it for three months when I've referenced this episode uh, back in September. Would you? We've Lithgowian? had this in the works for you for a while. <laughs> no, you're a Lithgow cow. Oh uh, yeah, yes, 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 <laughs> for sure. I'm a yeah, Lithgow cow. Um, I was saying, yeah. So he, his face looks like a toilet seat. Come on, dude. Because <laughs> of the hair. Sick. Yeah. Of the, <laughs> I mean, the shape of his hair is definitely 
you know, it's a crown because um, yeah. he's a king. Um, no, but yeah, he's he's great in everything. He's great in fucking Cliffhanger as a scary villain. He's great in, in Dexter as a scary villain. He's great as a dad in, in Third Rock. He's great as a dad and in uh, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. He's great in the fucking 80s Twilight Zone as the dude flipping out on the airplane. I feel like he plays a bad villainous character more often than not. He's good at whatever they serve up to him. He's got great comedic timing and all that stuff. I was actually telling Tom, as much as I love him, I can't just blindly rush into anything he's done because there's also an episode of Amazing Stories that he's in that I'm like, oh, man, I got to watch this. And it's like a really fucking lame story about a man who falls in love with a doll. Um, And it's not like a real doll. It's like a little porcelain thing where he like talks to it. Pete, Pete what, what do you mean a real on. doll? Does he pee on it? You, you don't know what a real doll is? Oh, it's like a sex doll. Yeah, a real doll is a sex doll. Okay. It's right. like top of one the line. One of those fancy ones. Dolls. Yeah. Does it tell you stories? Uh, yeah. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> yeah, <it does>. yeah. <laughs> no. That's only the blowjob machine. <laughs> Please put your penis in my Actually, battery Actually, the modern slot. ones might talk. I don't know. You know, if I... <laughs> the the battery's it, running low. I don't know. <laughs> you really got to live by yourself to own a real doll. <laughs> where no shit. put the thing? Is I know. Are they like 60 pounds or something? Yeah, they're, I the, think they're very heavy. They're heavy and they're like thousands of dollars. And yeah. it's like, you know when you die, if you have any it. family, you... They'll never, you'll never live this down. No, ever. Like they, you. No matter what you have done in your life, no matter how good of a person, you'll just go down as a deviant pervert for fucking. A it's fuck bullshit. A, I think that's the biggest fear of dying unexpectedly. Right? Yeah. It's people finding your fucking weird ass shit. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Now you got to accept that everyone kind of that you know your grandma has a vibrator. Your grandma does. <laughs> Add one. Did it plug into the wall? No, it was battery powered, but it was, I could wow. tell it was, I'm not going to get into this. I don't need to give you guys more ammunition <laughs> to talk about my How'd you find grandmother. Because we lived in her house and it was left behind in the bathroom. Is it passed down like the gorilla mask? <laughs> yeah. No, it went in the trash. No, because it was a family gorilla mask. Yeah, that's, this is not, that's her only personal. her grandma's vibrator. Yeah, I bet your grandma His had grandma. one too. My grandma? Yeah. I don't know. She just used her hand to mash it? I mean. Stick it, a dynamite? <laughs> stick a dynamite. <laughs> An AK-47 <laughs> just would fire it. And the, and yeah, the, but the recoil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what the hell were we talking about? Oh yeah, John Lithgow. You're listening, and then I'm Lithgow cow. Yeah, yeah. Lithgow cow for that's sure. You. And um, Twin Peaks is represented. Too. Sherilyn Fenn. Oh, that's right. If, oh, yeah. The best. Sherilyn Fenn is fucking super hot. So is Mad Chick Admin. One of the few blonde women I actually find attractive uh, from uh, Twin Peaks. Oh my God, log lady. What about Laura Palmer? Mm, not, not my, not the my only name cup I of remember. Tea. Yes, the women. Um, but anyway, Sherilyn Fenn. Lady. Oh yeah, she's nuts. She's great. I forget her name. Darlene? No, something. I like think that. it was Darlene. No, no, I don't remember. The point is uh, that uh, yes, uh, Sherilyn Fenn is in this, and she is a stone cold fox. She's a babe. Robo babe. <laughs> That's right. Um, For Abraham Lincoln. And they also have. <laughs> Who? Sorry. I'm oh, Isabella <laughs> Rossellini is also in this. Oh, uh, yeah. And what was she in? Like, um, What's her claim to fame? I had to look it up, okay. to be honest. But it was Blue Velvet, right? She is in that, yes. All, this, all these uh, David Lynch. I know. It's crazy because, like I said, uh, David Lynch, Lynch actually stopped by here. last He was yeah. here last week. <laughs> I wish he would stop by again, but unfortunately, they think that was a Christmas miracle. I mean, he might not ever show up again. Yeah. Um, He's but, old. He's tired. <laughs> 
He definitely is. I mean, mm. he smokes a lot of cigarettes, so that takes a lot out of him. Is he smoking in real life? He smokes constantly. You should see his teeth. Yeah. They'll click to made of wood. Yeah. <laughs> George Washington teeth? So, we've touched on that, you know, with this episode, we've steered away from Fallen Angels, because um, Cooper doesn't like Fallen Angels and perhaps the film noir. <laughs> genre and right. i just saw the star power of this tales from the crypt flipped it on and immediately i knew this one's for cooper yeah <laughs> why do you so yeah you're funny this is a film noir episode it's fine the episode is fine it's fine or film noir is fine this episode's fine film so, noir is too okay it i don't know it's too je ne sais pas so but since this is but this is in the vein of uh you know film noir the like fallen angels i feel like has like the slow sexy sax and the, like. the black and white lighting and then the the actual terminology of cohen this this dame you know this wanted dame. to eat, i wanted to eat her ass before i pushed whoa, her. whoa 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 i wanted whoa. her jelly donut all oh, over my face the Hel- <laughs> the heather graham dude Heather he eats Graham. her ass. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman does that, huh? He, <laughs> he was in an episode we just did, right? <laughs> yes. In September. <laughs> was it that one? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's another one, too. Pullman? Pullman. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was it? Didn't I'm, we just... Am I crazy? No, that was the, no, one, that that was, was the one we did with Walter last Yeah, that year. one. Yeah, I remember that. Never mind. And I think we were talking about him. We must have been talking about... Or maybe I watched something by myself... With the pole man, Independ- with Independence pole man Day, that he was in. No. I was telling you that Pole Man and uh, Pakistan uh, were in the same movie. Yeah. yeah, weird. I think it was a Monsters episode I saw him in with Pole Man. I think. No, no, it was Meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this last week. Yes, yesterday. Last where's week. the rest of me? <laughs> yes, where's the rest of me? I don't know. But yes, it's a it's a film noir episode, so it's a. <laughs> Jack's also a host. Okay, so just a complete transparency for those listening. I have now sabotaged the You've the created a the pot. Yes, I have been bringing treats every single week for months. Every time I come over to do the podcast and giving them to the Bark Brigade, of course, the four insane dogs that run around like fucking insane animals. Uh, they're happy. They're they're happy, but now they recognize my voice and are hearing me through the the, the floor above <laughs> and barking every time they hear my voice because they feel like they're missing out on treats. It's so. really just Jack. Okay, because he's he's the smart one. <laughs> he's smart and he's a pain in the ass too. He's got a little. Uh, he's very vocal. He's got a little glass. He's holding it up to the floor. <laughs> yeah, trying to listen in. He's better. holding his little mirror outside of his crate. <laughs> yeah. Fake pause. You. Yeah. <laughs> With the harmonica attached. <laughs> yeah. Or that what was water that you bowl. Say? Yeah. Banging the water bowl up and down. Is... Whoa. <laughs> I almost knocked that. Yeah, he's rattling on the bar. <laughs> I like how you uh, brought the visual medium to the audio medium. I can't. There. I'm very. I'm, I think I might be Italian. <laughs> With all those, just... I always got to use my hands. Where did you eat all the candy, you fucking prick kids? Yeah, I'm like uh, Vi- Vincent Gambino. Gambino. No, no, no. no, no. LaGuardia. LaGuardia Gambini. Gambini. Yes. Yeah, you didn't want to get... So, knocked. sorry, a uh, little just catch you up. Last week when we were celebrating Christmas with Glim Glim, we found out <laughs> that... Um, De- uh, not Danny DeVito. Um, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci released a musical album sung in the by the character he played in My Cousin Vinny. No and way. he does a Christmas mm-hmm. song about Santa Claus coming. Uh, how does he... 
how does that fat ass get here if it doesn't snow or some shit like that? Yeah. And he tells some kids to, he calls them fucking pricks in the songs. It's really <laughs> fucking funny. Joe Pesci has a surprising amount of, uh, or he has a surprising music catalog. He's been doing music since before he acted, believe it or not. No kidding. Little Joe sure can sing, He right? sure can sing. That was his first record. Um, no, so Humphrey Bogart is the narrator, and he is narrating from beyond the grave. And one of the things that they do in this episode is because they are like, oh, we can only kind of make a photo of him kind of look like it's talking a little bit for a minute. So they have this whole conceit where they have the whole episode filmed first person as if you are Humphrey Bogart, but not actually him, just a guy who had plastic surgery to look like him, who sometimes people acknowledge that Humphrey Bogart is a real guy and sometimes they don't. Right? No, never no. heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> Some people have never heard of him, but then later on we find out that John Lithgow gave him surgery to specifically look like Humphrey Bogart. He looked funny before. Well, okay. So, yeah, I mean, it's weird. So, so the very we're, fir- we're jump- Yeah, I don't want to jump ahead. So, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. So I think it's important to note with um, the introduction for this episode, it is a uh, first-person perspective, right, point of view. Yes. Um, but it's set in the, like, 1980s, I would say. It's like a film noir, I think, 1980s. I think early 90s. I think it's supposed to be present. No, Early people, 90s. Oh, yeah, I think probably around present, because they do have a cell phone at the end. Mm-hmm. But it's that big, like, you yeah, know, like, gray like, yeah, brick It's probably, one. like, like, like There's late... no Nokia. No, no. It's still Pager era. Yeah. We were well, talking about Pagers uh, not long ago. Yeah, we were. Pager Cup. Love, do you guys like point of view? POV? In, as, as far as the search term? No. <laughs> no, in, in all uh, pornography aside, um, do you guys like the point of view, kind of like Hardcore Henry? Oh, this could be Hardcore Humphrey. No, okay, so I don't. So so that's one of the things that I find I, I take issue with here for, for most of all, is that this is a season six Tales from the Crypt, and I believe it's season two or three, where they take this same idea, but they execute it better. So basically, I think it's got Bow Bridges and some other thing, but basically what they do is there's some people who are in medical school, and they do a prank to a guy, and they inject him with this thing that makes him paralyzed, and but he thinks that he has died. So they do this thing where they like make it look like they're cutting his head open and like all this stuff, and they're playing a trick on him, and it's all fake. And it's a good episode. So when I see this, where it's I'm like, okay, you guys are still trying to have that fun with the first person POV, kind of misleading what's going on. But all of the the only reason they have it here is because they're like this way we can only we, we only have to show Humphrey Bogart in reflections from time to time and by time to time I mean constantly total plot device yes i mean like i like the so Humphrey Bogart or i don't know what his character's name do you have his character's name anyone Lou Lou okay. Spinelli we're i'm probably going to just right. call him Humphrey Bogart the whole time That's fine. um come hump i don't i don't think i've ever seen anybody so vain who cannot possibly walk by any reflective surface and not like take a look at themselves for a minute or two almost like a rally the rat kind of yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> sorry bud um but no yeah every right. he's well he's like driving in his car yeah, right think... and he look it's not even that he's checking the traffic in his rear view mirror no. he's like looking at himself yeah. and it's too it's like it's like hmm these elevator doors are slightly reflective oh look at this flask i can kind of see uh, myself yeah, in it it's yeah. like every fucking reflective service he's just like he's yeah. always like he's got to make sure his face isn't moving every time he, <laughs> <to move. laughs> yeah. he just got a ton of botox that's why his face doesn't move that would that would explain it a little bit but no yeah he's like he's like i might as well look in the mirror while i'm on the phone and also like it's just it's such a weird 
thing. I get why they're doing it, but it also it seems so fake because it's like, well, if the actor who they had playing this was alive, <laughs> no way they would be showing it this many times. Mm-mm. But yes, so so the episode starts. He's talking about um, he's dead, and he's like, I always thought when I died I was going to see a light. And uh, just the way a film noir typically does is it's nonlinear. So you start at the end and you find out how you get there at, at, the, at the beginning. End yeah, part. there you go. So and before the you start beginning. at the end, it's like a it's like a loop. A yeah. film noir is a flat circle. Yes, it is. Ah, yes, yes, yes. It's like a record. Yes. It's almost like a mini mall. For the market. Yeah. So uh, after his opening soliloquy about um, dying and all that kind of stuff and how it feels, he uh, is it jumps right into a board meeting mm-hmm. with uh, Humphrey Bogart being a successful businessman and they're running uh, trying to execute an ad campaign. That's right. And uh, so Sherilyn Fenn is uh, an executive there who's in charge of the ad campaign, and she's like, "So I think you're gonna like this ad campaign. It's." Here's looking at you, kid. And Humphrey Bogart, who acknowledges that he had surgery to look like Humphrey Bogart and clearly knows what who Humphrey Bogart is and that he's done a bunch of movies, he goes, here's looking at you, kid. That sounds familiar. <laughs> Which is weird because also John Lithgow says that later. Here's looking at you, kid. So this is not an original phrase that they have come up with. This no. is a parody of a Humphrey Bogart line, right? A little bit of illusion going on. What the hell is this ad campaign for, too, by the way? I was wondering the same question. Like, <laughs> oh, is animals. it uh, we test uh, shampoos <laughs> on pets or like? It's like, yeah, I don't hot know. Hot dogs. Maybe, I'm like, yeah, maybe hot dogs. <laughs> With goats. PETA, yeah. And what was the other animal? A, a hair. hair. Hairs. Hair. Li- goats yeah. and rabbits. Yeah. So that's that's Animals. It's a petting zoo. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Every petting zoo has a big corporate boardroom like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we got to get more hay on the floor. Yeah. Less peanuts, less peanuts. Less peanuts. Some people are allergic. Yes. Um, top FUD Rutgers uh, CEOs. Yeah. No, but um, it just seems odd that they didn't say, this is for this campaign or this. It's like, yeah. here's our new thing. And it's like, the fact that they only were like, here's looking at you, E-W-E, kid. Or here's looking at you, kid, K-I-D. That means like, you know, kind of like a, a, a little goat. It's just like, yeah, I, I can see if you really stretch, you can make this work. But what what are you selling? Like, it doesn't say anything in the ads. I don't think anyone on the board knows what they're selling, too. But I'm, they're all just like, yep, that works. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like blow. probably nine out of ten venture capitalist meetings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know what I'm putting my money into. But, hey, this sounds great. So, fuck it. Yeah. I mean, he's banging her anyway, so yeah. Mm-hmm. We find out. Spoiler alert. Lucky um, bastard. Yeah. I mean, Sherilyn Finn is a stone cold fox. She's a babe. She's a babe. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, no. So Sherilyn uh, Finn is a babe, uh, and so all of a sudden, uh, a f- she gets a phone call for Humphrey Bogart mid conversation that they're having with all these board men. I don't really don't understand what's happening, but um, he gets a call from his friend. Oliver, I believe. Oscar. 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 Oliver is the kid who says Racky from uh, Freddy's Nightmare. Sorry. Racky. Oscar <clears throat> calls for Humphrey Bogart in the middle of the meeting, interrupts him, and he picks up the phone. It's his wife saying, hey, I know you. some guys just tried to come in here and tried to kill me, and it didn't work, and you're fucked up, and I'm calling the police. And this scares Humphrey Bogart so much that he looks in the mirror at himself being scared. And, uh, scares himself again. Yeah. 
scared stiff. But it's also, so one of the problems with Humphrey Bogart's face is, yeah, the mouth doesn't move. It's just like kind of talking through. It's almost like the hitchhiker, Paige Fletcher's like, you know, mask of his own face, you know? Yeah. Very surreal, very weird. Scary Larry. Yeah, but at least, I don't know, at least I could understand looking at yourself in a mirror more so than a glass window or a, you know, fucking your wristwatch or a, you know, a bald man's head. <laughs> that would have been great. A Lithgow yeah. scalp. <laughs> he sees his face in Lithgow. When, when they're fighting later on, he stops in the middle of fight. Hang on a second. That's a good. That's a good angle. <laughs> well, that's the thing because it's like I kind of have to cut this episode some slack because yes, they're doing some new stuff, but it's also like, and you're like, it's not easy to do that. It's like, oh, when when he's getting hit in the head or when somebody grabs something out of his hand or whatever. It's like I understand that like they're actually doing that in real time and it's difficult so you're like okay yes i understand it's difficult but it also it looks like shit now it does not hold up very mm-hmm. hokey yeah so, so they're, they're just like rolling the thing around on on wheels right the camera yeah yeah but I'm, it's a lot of moving camera shots yeah but also you can see the cuts like really easy so it's like you know spoiler alert and they but, also they like they're really proud of like the pov thing because they, they make a point of him like looking at his feet a lot like when he puts away the gun he like Look, like a couple of times they need looks... to, they need to have an opportunity to edit oh so it's like the same type of that's thing that's what that is so yeah mm. it's like anytime he's like looking around it's like like so the, so later on what they have is like the wife hits him in the head with a statue later on and what they do is they like okay cool we'll turn up the brightness really quick when it lands so you can see that's not actually hitting it and mm. it's the same type of thing it's like oh no an action scene so they'll do a quick turn and then in that turn they'll make the cut so that way your eyes don't necessarily see, oh, it, there's a jump cut because the movement helps obscure that while you're uh, watching it. Well. So, like, you can kind of see, like, how it's put together a little bit. Um, granted, this was five pixels. Yeah, about yeah. five and a half. Okay. Mm-hmm. Also, can we just talk about HD. where did you where did you guys watch this streaming? YouTube. Yeah, I did YouTube On YouTube as well. As well. Did you watch uh, Glamster's Crypt? I, I watched many of his music videos. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> what? Okay, the so there. Okay, so. S-H-O-U-T. When we find these anthology shows, we don't all have the fucking money to buy DVDs of it, Mr. Mm. Fucking Tales from the Dark Side over here. And it's yeah. a lot of money because for this episode, I did look into buying the Christmas album from the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Oh and it's God. like $100 right now. Jeez. So well, don't make it anymore. Yeah. It's collectible. God damn, that would be so good. Um, I wish I had it on vinyl. I'd buy a record player just to listen oh, to now it. Now I feel bad. Um, so, <laughs> I know. Knowing a thing exists that I'll never be able to have. You like, could buy it. Ask for it for Christmas. I'd rather or have we, Quaaludes or something else. Um, okay. Something else I know I'll never try, but I wish I could. Um, try this. So what does Glam Glam have on their docket? Glim Glim. <laughs> yeah, but Glamsters glam. quit. Crit. Okay, so so yeah. yeah. Who the fuck is that? Okay, so we watch uh, an anthology. Uh, ser- um, we watch a channel on YouTube. Spit it out, Junior. There is a channel <laughs> on YouTube called Mostly Anthologies, right? Yeah, yeah. We like Mostly Anthologies. They do a lot of monsters. We that- love Mostly Anthologies. Yes. We mostly love them. So <laughs> there's one that I watched this week, and it was hosted by a guy named... Uh, Glamster's Crypt, mm-hmm. and at the end of this video that you get to watch, this episode of Tales from the Crypt for free, there is a little commercial for his band 
called and his YouTube channel and his YouTube channel called Shout, and it is the worst music I have. I love it. ever. This is well, mostly is, anthology. Wait, they're, they're like no. they're like Finnish or Swedish. It's like trying to be a black metal band, but like it, it's so like silly. I did hear that. I did hear that. Okay. I wasn't sure if it was like part of the Tales of the Crypt programming yeah. or if it was something that was, was like I guess up. was added. Was but it on YouTube? Yes, and it sounds like a person. It's good. It's no, it is not. <laughs> I, good. I'll play it after we, if we have. Is it like no, at the end after after the outro. credits or something? Yes. I, okay, that's why I didn't see it. That's I, at the very end, and it's like three chords followed by four chords. It's just like somebody like was just learning guitar and playing it, and there's like no bass. There's no drums. It's just wow. literally that. And, it's, and the guy's like, he's not even like screaming or growling. He's just like, Ugh. like, it's so. I'm so, so equipped. Yeah, it's like it's like one of those dudes who are like, oh, yeah, I like black metal, but they're more into doing their makeup than they are into like playing music. You know Do you what? see him also? Yes, you see him. I wow. respect him. <laughs> Why? He's putting himself out there. Yeah, that's true. Takes a lot of guts. Yeah, we can't, we can't throw bricks. Not until we start streaming our podcasts. They can see I've Cooper. tried to get this happening. Yeah, but what we could do, we, you know, we could do like a that '70s show style with the, the camera, camera in the, the middle. Table. <laughs> so, so only one of us is being yeah, at filmed time. at a time. Yeah. So, so it's like one person's talking, and then when the camera goes to them, they're like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the camera goes to the next person. We're yeah, just yeah, all yeah. taking turns Oops, being awkward. I dropped my pen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking about uh, Humphrey Bogart, Wayne's World. Oh, that one where yeah, Garth disappears. Yeah, it's better than getting caught in dryer. So he, yeah, <laughs> he, he um, he he's just kind of panicking a little bit because uh, the wife apparently finds out, and this is what uh, we get our first uh, flashback time time travel. Right, he flees the boardroom and then he's driving somewhere and cuts into a flashback. So that's so that's what black and white is. It's a it's a flashback. That's when it fly. Okay, makes sense. And we see him uh, sitting in the office with John Lithgow. Did you guys get a load of the before picture before? Dude, all right. So um, who did, who came to mind when you saw that? Because there's something very specific in my mind. Uh, what did you think when you saw his before picture? I don't know, like the squidbillies or like a fucking piranha fish. Sloth, sloth okay. from the Goonies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the teeth, you know. Like this yeah. dude was wrecked before this plastic surgery. Yeah, I know. And it's like, so you already looked exactly like him except From for you the... had a fucking busted ass grill <laughs> yeah. and even John Lithgow was like it would have been easier to make you look like a woman yeah yeah somebody else I oh, Gabby Hayes that. Gabby Hayes no it wouldn't <laughs> does Gabby Hayes <laughs> just has a fucked up mouth is that what she looks like she looks exactly like Humphrey Bogart but she has yeah yeah, it looks, it looks like it looks like someone replaced your teeth with broken glass bottles. It's like Bogart and Jaws yeah. from the Bond series. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the shark. Oh, either, <laughs> either, to be honest. Frankly, or Venom. Yeah, yeah, he's got Venom teeth for sure. Um, but uh, oh, for Tom Hardy, I love him. That's a hell of a man. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, this is when we get uh, get our first little taste of uh, Lithgow for all the Lithgow cows out there. Moo. Um, and he basically, we, we come to find out that before Humphrey Bogart was the, the the head of a major corporation that sells photos of farm animals. He robbed. He, yeah, he robbed, he, he killed, he, he probably... Um, Kidnapped the president's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he never got caught. Pushed either. old ladies back into a burning building. Uh, after they were walking out of it, yeah, 
probably started Threw cats back in the <laughs> burning building. Yeah, <laughs> he was throwing <laughs> he was throwing cats into burning buildings. Mm. Um, but he said he got arrested because he grew up on the hard side of town. He went to jail, but then he decided that jail was for the birds. So he, I agree. Ooh, frankly. Reference. Why the birds? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but Alfred Hitchcock had nothing to do with this episode, other than him sitting. Forrest on Forrest Gump had nothing to do with this episode. <laughs> nothing had anything to do with anything. It was just like, okay, like yeah. I don't fucking know. Zemeckis, um, does he do drugs? Zemeckis? Zemeckis, yeah, whatever. His name I is. mean, I would assume so after watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I bet. I mean, okay, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Back is, to the Future is more of a technical achievement. Well, you know, Back to the Future too. You know, that's kind of a good thing. Um, but yeah, he does. He does that stuff. Raymond over here. No, he did um, <laughs> the Polar Express years before anybody else was doing a fully CGI movie. He and, did that. Yeah. Now those and, kids look so weird. Well, it's and Uncanny finally, Valley now, yeah, but like back then. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he just did uh, the, one, one of the 2022 Pinocchios oh. for Disney. but um, Not the Guillermo del Toro Have one. you seen that one? I've heard about it. I haven't it's seen it the, yet. I don't, I don't I hear care about the good. Zemeckis one, but the Guillermo del Toro one, amazing. The rat told me it's good. Riley. Riley. Friend of the it's podcast. Friend, yeah. Oh, I know Riley. Do you? Yeah, yeah. he used to work with him. Rat Get pack. the fuck out of town. Shortly, very shortly. Wow. Small world. Small guy. Small guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want to tell him that to his face. He's he's one inch shorter than me, so I must be kind of short. I think me and Tom are the same height. What? Five ten. I'm five nine. Okay. Riley's five eight. We measured once. Well, how tall are you? Me? I, I'm like five ten five. But you're taller than these gut jokers. Am I taller? I don't know. I think we're all the same height. Except wow. for me, I'm small boy. Yeah. Well, maybe we were all spawned from Tommy, except Cooper. Mm, yeah. I Cooper, I, I had uh, a side piece. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm your dad's other son. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's the official narrative. Or you, I'm your dad's other son. We're both of our dad's other sons. Two sons, one dad. Wayward son. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, <laughs> we got Lithgow cows and we got uh, Humphrey Bogart's broken whatever piano key teeth yeah um and we come to find out that john lithgow gave him this plastic surgery to make him look like humphrey bogart so they know who humphrey bogart is the actual guy which seems weird because if you're trying to keep a low profile looking like a famous dead actor especially so wait so he also talks like him yeah he must be a, he must have been a fan that's what threw me for the like because of the the setting the time frame late 80s early yeah. 90s uh but he's he seems out of place absolutely mm-hmm. like he time traveled yeah he's like i thought you had class i'm like no nobody t- does that no. no you know he's gonna be he's going oil can <laughs> no people, people are saying fucking <laughs> warped and fucking racky dude <laughs> Where are the dames at around here? We call them bitches now. Yeah, this is the age of Racky. Yeah, this is Racky, full Racky. Yeah. Um. So that's why. So this is just uh, even confusing me more. Why the ad campaign is that? It's like so you know who Humphrey Bogart is, but you've never heard the phrase. Here's looking at you, kid. Okay, mm-hmm. whatever. So uh, yeah. Uh, Lithgow cows. Uh, he does. Uh, he was in liposuction quarterly. What the fuck is that? I don't know. It's like it goes up there in the pantheon of weird periodicals that we've seen. I think there was one in Glim Glim too, right? Isn't he also in Repo Genetic Opera? Lithgow? Yeah. 
I've never seen that. Movie. Really? Oh, yeah. you gotta see it. I know it's a horror movie. I just don't like operas. It's a horrible movie. I know what but it is. But it's hilariously bad. It's like a perfect time capsule of like early, early 2000s. 2000s yeah. yeah, early 2000s. Like God, Sometimes. It, it's a good kind of hurt is what yes. you're saying. Yes, yes. Like it's very... I watched the trailer and decided to stop for me. It's a very hot topic. Speaking of, did you ever watch The Evil Dead? Part two. Like we were suggested for you. Yeah, I'm sure no, he didn't. didn't. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe you. <laughs> Watch it. It's so yeah. good. Sorry. <laughs> I just didn't have a chance to. Well, you're a big movie guy, right? You watch a lot of movies, huh? Do you? Because even uh, the reason why I was thinking about it um, was listening to the episode the other uh, day, but um, you could watch Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and then watch the new Sam Raimi rendition when he actually has a budget. Ah, yes. The new show, right? Showtime? He does Evil Dead 2, like, wasn't it 2015 or 2016? So, okay. Evil Dead 2 is like 80. No, but he remade it. No, no, no. Okay. So they made Evil Dead, I believe, 1978, 79. Then they did Evil Dead 2, which I believe is 1981 or something. Uh-huh. Then they did uh, Army uh-huh. of Darkness, right. which was like 1994, right? And then they did um, Evil Dead. Uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, the TV show. I thought the remake. Oh, okay. The... So, yeah. So that's right. Fede Alvarez uh, did a remake. That came out in like 2018 or something like that. I heard it was good. I never saw it. It's great. It's, it's great. Super- that's the one I. Think That's the one you're talking about. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, the, yeah the guy yeah, gets yeah. the needle nine, the yeah. all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fucking great. It's a completely different fucking movie, but it's scary shit happens in a cabin with deadites and all that stuff. It has a couple signature scenes and right. like, okay, there's Sam car. Raimi not involved in that one at all. No, he only exe- he executive produced it, but he yeah, did not he's produce a producer. It. Okay. Well, okay. they have the new one coming out called Evil Dead Rise. Have you guys seen the? Pre- no, I didn't nope. know about that. So yes, new so, movie. Yes. So, Is it? Our man Bruce. Bruce Campbell is not in it. He oh. just helped executive produce it, and so did Sam Raimi. But they basically are like, "Hey, Fede Alvarez did this one from like 2017 or whatever. We're gonna do it again. I think maybe it's like earlier in that, maybe 2015. The point is, that one's good, but it's way more gritty. It's not goofy. It's not campy. It's it's not like it actually succeeds at being a, a scary movie. Yeah, it okay. has some really haunting visuals, like somebody cutting their tongue in half while they're looking at you and shit. I've seen that. Yeah. Seen. Okay. It, well, then why didn't you want to watch the rest of it? Because I was I had when it came out, I was like, I you know I'd been let down before. You've been scorned. The thing, for example, that remake. You don't like the thing. That too. wasn't a thing. That was that was just a like a prequel, right? No, the thing prequel yeah yeah it was essentially it sucked i think yeah but it was like exactly <laughs> oh i mean it did and suck texas chainsaw massacre any name one from after the early t- like the 90s any of them they all sucked you like number two no i like that's what i'm saying after the night like 90s i don't know what to, year like you the like the 70s the one in like the 70s, one like one the 80s, 70s and the 80s yeah they, they, they tried to redo it a million times okay the point is whatever that's a flawed franchise the new Evil Dead movie, they just started releasing some pictures of. It's called Evil Dead Rise, and it is completely different. No cabin in the woods, no Bruce Campbell. It is about a, a two adult sisters. One of them has children, and they come across a book in their high-rise apartment. And Hell yeah. Deadites show up, and oh, that's sh- shit hits the fan. Yeah. The Necronomicon. And basically, uh, um, Sam Raimi wanted to open up the world so that way it could truly be a franchise instead of a couple movies that he made. I don't know, man. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Bruce Campbell, Ash, it yeah. is his story. He's yeah, the yeah. protagonist in it. I don't really need to fucking see Deadites doing that because I'm like, okay, great. Yeah, fucking demons. It, it's nothing special. Plus, I mean, like, I feel like zombie shit. I know it's not zombies per se, but they look like zombies. Much is. Yeah. It's kind of tired. Still. But they can be possessed. 
Yeah. I look at it as more possession. Possession's than, tired too, though. It's all it's all tired. Opinion. It's all tired. Yeah, and then the high rise, it just makes me think of like Train to Busan or something. All right, well, that's a good setting. I like for fresh horror movies. uh, What about X and Pearl? Okay, so Ty West, but I want to. I did. It's a good studio. I I didn't like. uh, So okay, so I saw Pearl. No, no, no. I saw X. I was kind of underwhelmed with X, but my friend was like classic slasher. Yes, but also it's just like. Oh, you know what's scary? Old people. <laughs> right. The elderly. Have you ever seen old people fucking? You're like, okay, great. Right. <laughs> I did really like Kid Cudi. I think he's a fucking great uh, You get actor. to see the full cut Dude. of Kid Cudi. Okay, I love him. I think he's a funny guy. I also think he's a good actor in this movie. Hangs dong. Yeah, he hangs. Um, Day and night. That's the only Kid Cudi song I know. Oh, I don't know any of his music. Oh. I only know him from the uh, Comedy Bang Bang TV show. Oh. I don't know any of his music. I've only seen him as an actor. I didn't know he was a comedian, too. He's not. He was just on a comedic mm. TV show where he had everything scripted for him. But did you see Pearl? No, I want to see Pearl because I Me told... Too. Completely different. Yes. So I want to see Pearl because my friend who referred that one to me is like... Pearl is a better movie, but it is a worse horror movie. It's, and it's mm-hmm. the second of the third. So, you know, they have... No, oh, so what they did is when Pearl came out, the day it came out, they're like, you know how we only put X out a couple months ago and here's the sequel? Well, here's the sequel and it's the second of a trilogy. So the third one is coming out soon. Oh, wow. I didn't I've know that part. X. I think X uh, is, it's great. It's very different. It's more of a thriller or suspense movie instead of like a straight just, up slasher horror movie that X is. It looks visually striking. It's in Technicolor. It's very like good. All that stuff. I'm, well, I'm all for it. And that's what I like about both movies um, is that when you watch X, it's shot in that like golden era of cinema. Like you look at it and you're like, oh, this looks like a movie being shot in the 70s. Like yes. the color saturation, everything. And it's the same thing when you talk about uh, Pearl. Yeah. It's, it's the like 40s, like, you know, like Wizard of Oz. They're just starting to mm-hmm. figure out how to do the color additional thing. So the third one takes place in the 80s with like VHS type of fucking shit. Oh, so cool. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I'm very excited here. But yes, the, the contemporary horror guys, fucking David Gordon Green, Ty West, fucking uh, uh, who are some of the other guys who... Uh, James Wan, does get like out. Jason um, Blum, Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah th- there's a... Who? Eli Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Le- to a lesser great. extent. I mean, I'm not <clears> saying he, he's bad. I just don't feel like he's actually done or directed anything recently. He, he had yeah, the, he has. He did... Uh, it's like 2010s, I feel like. Yeah, I, I feel like that was his heyday. Tusk? No, that's Kevin Smith. That was Kevin Smith? Yeah. That was Eli Roth. Horrifying. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> so, yeah, I haven't watched Evil Dead 2 yet. <laughs> this is exactly what Tom was talking about, where his eyes roll back in his head while we talk about horror. My balls got sucked up into my body. But was your squeezing them too hard? No, from excitement. Okay. Well, well the, Evil Dead Rise, check it out. This is when the episode gets a little exciting because he makes it back to his apartment. Is it in the? Uh, it's just kind of weird. Is it in like the office building that he works in too? So just so just real real quick to 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 top to top off the the flashback. So John Lithgow was like. Hey, I think your wife is fucking around you. It's gonna try to fucking set you up and and snitch that you actually are a bad escaped guy. convict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So John Lithgow is like, I would have never told her this shit. Like, so we gotta kill her. So that's kind of the setup. So you're like, oh, so the phone call he got from his wife was her getting finding out that this happened. So he's like, then we cut back to him driving the car, and then he gets home. Correct. Yeah, and when he walks in the door, and he uh, it's unlocked, so he's like, oh, maybe they already showed up and did the deed. 
I didn't know what was on the other side of that door. <laughs> yeah, pulls out his gun. Uh, isn't this a, that's a drink? Well, someone. I think anytime you see gunplay, maybe we should it's be fine. able to. When a gun is drawn on a person, I, I drink whenever <laughs> I see gunplay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he, and he, is the is he kind of questioning? Like as he's going through, he's he's like, maybe she's smart or something like that. He's kind of already giving her the credit for maybe whatever. Well, he's he's setting up who Betty is and his relation with her. And as he's like entering the apartment, he has a whole monologue when he's going up that elevator, right? That's again. To get there. And it's the dullest reflection. You see him looking at himself, smoking a cigarette yeah. in the elevator. And he's talking, I think about like uh, the karmic, um, the karma that's coming back to him for being a criminal and all that kind of stuff, right? And he decides, uh, well, you know, I've been a good guy. I, I've paid my taxes without complaining, finally. And uh, I've done some charity work, this and that. And he throws a cigarette out on the ground And of he's the wearing elevator. those old fucking shoes, too. Right? He's like, not only am I smoking the elevator, which is totally illegal at this point. Wingtips. Yeah, he's wearing Wingtips, like some yeah. fucking like zoot suit <laughs> shit. Yeah, like it's black like- and white. He looks like the penguin from Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But this guy's a weirdo. He's totally that type of person who thinks he's doing a good deed by throwing trash on the ground, and that mm. well, somebody's going to get paid to pick that up later, and that's why he thinks that um, the the karma that he's getting right now is undeserved. Yeah, yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's the type of person that would um, leave their shopping cart in a weird spot in the parking lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, he 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 doesn't know what's in this apartment. He goes in there. He sees a body on the ground, and guess who it is? It's Oscar. Alnow Brown Cow. He sees him on the ground. He thinks that he's been knocked out, and then I love this too. John Lithgow is so fucking saucy at this point where he like he he. So whoever the hell is is playing Humphrey Bogart's hand, kind of touches him, and then John Lithgow just kind of like sits up, without he like he has already making eye contact, and he's just like this. Like, not like, the smile doesn't spread across his face. Like, as he sees him reacting, he just smiles like, Were you watching I've that been going, waiting oh, for you. Yeah, dude, yeah. I was fucking jerking off with my finger <laughs> in my ass, dude. Fan. I was fucking hitting that male G-spot while I was <laughs> fucking watching that shit, dude. That is not a myth. <laughs> oh, no. So, and no, but yeah, it was great. I, I thought he's fucking killed it in this episode because you can see him being like the... I'm I'm a I'm a paranoid kind of bumbling you know whatever liposuction guy and he's like I did your surgery you know he's he's yeah. he's killing it then but then all of a sudden when he needs to kind of flip the switch a little bit on the fucking naughty side he's also a really good plastic surgeon he well, I mean you don't make the cover of plastic surgery monthly or excuse me <laughs> liposuction quarterly <laughs> he didn't make it to plastic <laughs> surgery quarterly no no, no right yeah. like he's a tier below if anything good. he's just a good dentist yeah seriously it was more like uh, orthodont work he did there. Well, you should have seen how fucking fat this dude was before he's fixed his teeth. He used to be a fat piece of shit. <laughs> so huge. I, I like how he's laying down in the apartment. Like They, they could have had him, you know, because it's a double cross we come to find out in a second. But yeah. it's like, you could have just had him like be hiding in the closet behind and, and pop out behind him. But it's he's too like, easy. He's like, no, 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 no. I want to get into this role a little bit. Like, I'm going to lay on the okay. ground. So, okay. Likes the role play. Yeah. It yeah. is the role play. I mean, he likes the role play. No, but uh, I think that's the thing, too. It's because they know him so well. So John Lithgow, who's fucking his wife and his wife, they're like, For almost a year. I knew you mm-hmm. were going to be eight minutes. Mm-hmm. So 
I just waited for you. So I was like, hey, John Lithgow, get on the ground for fucking, you know, 30 seconds. He's going to be in here any minute, right? Mm -hmm. But then also they know yeah, him right. well enough that he's going to be coming <laughs> in packing heat. So yeah. the only way to do this, have him drop his guard. Oh, no, my fucking closest friend and confident and fucking liposuctionist. Yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> laying there on the ground to kind of drop your guard. And then all of a sudden, boom, gun's already on you. Take a drink. Because it's yeah. revealed they're childhood friends. And yes. that's where the concern's coming from. Because, But Lithgow went to... He stayed out Lipo of the big suction, house. Yeah. Liposuction school? He went to the other big house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the trade school where you suck fat out of ladies' asses. I bet you yeah. could, if you're in that school, you could be like, oh, this class sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Very good. Very good. Coop, what's going through your mind at this point while you're watching this? I was a little confused initially. Because he was on the floor, and I, I got kind of lost for a second in this part. Okay, so this is... okay. But I tell you what, it's, all, it's always a dame. It's always a dame. Mm -hmm. That's right. I mean, you <laughs> fucking got that to a T, dude. Yeah. No, but I was having this conversation with Tom where I watched this episode about three times. Yeah. And just about here, maybe in the next minute or two, just my brain, I cannot stay focused on this episode. I think that's why I got a little lost here. I was like, what? He's on the phone. No. Okay. And they, I mean, it, it made sense. But yeah, I agree. I had a little bit of a head scratch in well, the moment. So, so your brain is trying to make sense of a few things. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, I'm watching a story first person, which you don't see very often ever. For good reason. Yes, because mm -hmm. it makes it difficult to identify <laughs> with a character when you're that character. Yeah. But when you're also a character played by an actor who's dead doing a shtick that's not relevant anymore, <laughs> it is very weird. And then also, you're also having the the the, the misleading, you know, uh, herrings, the red herrings. Uh, yes. Delicious. <laughs> and you're you're supposed to be confused. You're like, okay, so this is unreliable. And wait, he's already dead at the beginning? Like, it just makes it so hard because it's like all these conceits simultaneously just kind of make you like, oh my God, it's just, what's on, what's on my phone? What's happening here? Maybe yeah. there's some, somebody posted something. Or... I was glued to it. Your phone? No. Oh. <laughs> the episode. Did you glue him to the TV again? Uh, he was trying to get the flies out of the fly trap and he got <laughs> caught got in the glue. stuck in the trap. Yeah. <laughs> Delicious, but tricky. <laughs> it's just like an old country buffet for Tommy with the fly trap there. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the good ones. Those hard to get ones. They got their little sweet. That, that glue gets a little sweet. Yeah. I thought maybe like Oscar was just playing Nightcrawlers. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy's like, I know that game. He yeah, just, he just, just, just laid down next home. to him. Yeah, that's what he's way. like. He's like, Oscar's here. Oh, and he's playing Nightcrawlers. Night <laughs> oh, he pulled a gun on me. Oh, man. Oh, it's like rats. Frank Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's at this point that the woman, his wife steps, steps out. Steps on his and, hand, literally. Yeah, and reveals that she's double-crossed him. And she, is she foreign? Isabella Rossellini, yes, she is. From where? Italia? I believe so. Oh, okay. oh I thought she was Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> where? <laughs> where in the world? Yeah, also a kind of confusing outfit as well, too, that like goes to, like the whole time period thing we were talking about, or like a out-of-place kind of dressing up. Like, Only the two of them really dress like that. Yeah. Maybe she was like another, also some fucking busted-up person. Maybe. She was like... Maybe she used to look like Mr. Ed. Yeah, well, she knows the plastic surgeon. That's true. Right? How do you think you got on the cover of that magazine, dude? <laughs> mm -hmm. Got yeah. a lot of excess skin under there after that fucking fat sucked out. Um, Gotta suck your way to the top. <laughs> so, okay, so they're saying that they want to double-cross him and kill him yeah. because... Because he's a... a... Shitty husband. 
Because they they're well, not getting, they're not but they're not getting life insurance oh. if he kills himself. It's just but a million. He's, he's rich. It, like they imply that he's a successful businessman. Yeah, yeah and she's like, it's just a million we won't be able to spend. <laughs> it's like, mm. do you know how many how much money a petting zoo brings in <laughs> every day? <laughs> Literally tens of dollars. Especially with this, here's looking at you, kid. Every fucking four year old in the country is gonna want to pet these fucking yous. Yeah. Kids are crazy with the Bogart reference. <laughs> Children love Humphrey Bogart. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but no, yeah, it's um, the 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 wife and Lithgow. They go, um, okay, uh, so we're gonna set you up, and that's why. She called him during the meeting was to set him up and make him look like he's going nuts. So when they poison him and make him kill himself, that it will all kind of uh, play together. And that's that's why it was helpful. So for some reason, he's like, I looked insane in front of my entire board of directors who are willing to throw me money. Like, even though this is a terrible ad campaign, How as can I you look insane when you're smoking fucking no. cigars and looked at myself in the <laughs> mirror constantly all day. <laughs> he, looks, yeah. he looks like, uh, yeah, I think he already seems in crazy. always Sunday when they Mac has a uh, Dennis's fucking sex doll. It's like, the Oh yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> what's what's okay. Stay on track. Okay. Jesus. I was God. just John right there. How'd that feel? I'm king here. Let's <laughs> take it back. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, so yeah, they basically decide to. Um, <laughs> they decide to poison him, right? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. And um, he Thank realizes God, he's being poisoned in that moment. Yes. So uh, he ends up challenging John Lithgow because he realizes that, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, if I get shot, it's not going to look like this a suicide. I need to be poisoned, and I need to do it by my own hand. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make this guy shoot me. So he's like, hey, I'm, just shoot me. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. This is when I, I, I thought of the hardcore Humphrey line. Henry? Well, this is the fight. Humphrey Bogart. Okay. He, hit, he does the classic it's move where you step joke. on the table and it pops up. Yes. Classic. Gets well, a little Looney Tuny. That always yeah, makes the gun. When someone does that to me, my gun just flies out of my hand usually. Yeah. When someone stomps on your coffee table and it flies up and hits you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you I step on a rake happens. or slip on a banana. Anyway. All right. He uh, he he gets the jump on on Oscar. He punches him. Yeah, and he's mm-hmm. like, he pulls the gun on him, and he's like, uh, "What's he said? He's like, you got a nice rod or something." Oh like that. God. And yeah. then he's like, yeah, "We're doing that, that prison." Like, and as he's like. Nice as Bogart's rod. like standing over him, and that would be funny. If Bogart's like, "No, this is what I learned in prison, bitch." Start this this him. was a <laughs> true love triangle of not just them sharing one love interest, but all love interests sharing with each other. Because they, there is a scene in the flashback, if we were to rewind a little bit, and they're talking about offing the wife, where he's like, "Don't get soft on me now. Uh, you did it for me then. You'll do it for me now, right?" Can't go soft on him. That's why he knocked all his teeth out so he could suck dick back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, the hitchhiker donated all his teeth to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he has no teeth. No, okay, so okay, so he punches Lithgow, um, and then his wife hits him in the head with a statue with titties. Yeah, with titties. Now he yeah, has with titties the titty in his girl. head. Titty tap. And then um, I love this too. So, so the, this is what kills Humphrey Bogart is getting hit in the uh, head with it. And then when John Lithgow is checking him out, he goes, "He's dead. He's <laughs> no breathing." And I was like, "Suffocation, <laughs> no breathing." Okay. Little Papa Roach, huh? Yeah. Very good. 
Um, but no, yeah, they they say that there's that like, well, we can't throw him off the balcony now because he has his big pair of tits dented into his head from this fucking <laughs> titty tap. I'm glad you got that. No, yeah, I know it's <laughs> great. And I'm like, dude, that's John Lithgow, fucking plastic surgeon. He's thinking about titties. He's fucking sneezing. Nancy's tits everywhere. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they kind of come to the conclusion that they can't make it look like a suicide, so they're just going to make him disappear. And uh, what if th- you just like smashed him down headfirst and into the off the side of the building? You would still be able to see those tits in his skull. Uh, is he, are they stuck in his skull, or are they like just the the de- like the outline of tits? It's not so much the the two outline dented titties in his skull, but the big smile on his face from dying that way. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. <laughs> big, old, big old titties, statue titties. Hard. But, uh, but I th- boobs. Th- wait, uh, did they call the statue a Picasso? Yeah. <laughs> did he yeah, ever do sculptures? I, don't know. I thought he was a painter. No, he did sculptures. He did? Okay. He did. Yeah, the, the, there's one in uh, a famous one in Chicago that like morphs from uh, like a lion to a lady. Does she have a fucking perspective. sick rack? Totally. Okay. okay. Yeah. I like that. I'll go check it. I'll, I'll look at that. Me too. Together? We'll hold hands and we'll look at it together. <laughs> There'll be lots of sneezing. Um, so, so basically, they're like, okay. Uh, John Lithgow goes, I have a plan, but they do this thing that I love. Uh, as far as I can see, what they got, it's like, I got a plan, and she goes, What is it? I goes, I'll tell you later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't have. If I was to tell you the whole plan right now, then it wouldn't be a noir. We have to. You, you got to fucking come along on the ride. Yeah. But yeah, Sherilyn Finn shows up too. So, yeah, there's knocking at the door. They freak out. Um, the body's on the ground. John Lithgow ends up wrestling him into the closet. And he can still feel pain. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's – let's talk about that for a minute. So so Humphrey Bogart is narrating this entire thing from beyond the grave. And I thought it was going to be like the same type of thing as that other episode I was talking about from Tales in the Crypt where the guy is actually – he's not dead. He's been given a sedative where he thinks that he's dead. Yeah. But no, Humphrey Bogart is dead in here. And according to him, once you die, you stay conscious – permanently and you still have all of your senses you can still see and smell and taste and hear and all that stuff but also move but when you die don't you shit your pants dude so you you're gonna be smelling your own shit and feeling your own shit in your ass as you're like you know what i mean like also this is like the tales from the crypt with the, the movie, yeah, the remember? one from the seventies, yes. Yeah, yeah. So when you die, you just stay conscious permanently. Well, and I'm like, rot away. Yeah, but I'm like, it's kind well, of a nightmare. Eventually, don't your nerve endings die? Like, don't your fucking like, I don't know. Like, like I guess once your you're... heart is not beating to like like you. It's it's a nightmare scenario. It's almost like <laughs> it is fiction, make believe. It's just what big government tells you about your nerve endings and science and all that kind of stuff. Don't believe it, John. Yeah. So we all have that to look forward to is the is is, is eternity of staring at a box. We might as well just kill ourselves. Not because your eyes look turned to dust. But 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 according to him, he's feeling how excruciating it is when he gets rigor mortis. Oh yeah. Don't you think your asshole's gonna itch when it's caked with shit? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> so of course it's going to itch. So your worst That's fear right about dying <laughs> is, an itchy is that asshole. you would have rigor mortis and you can't itch your ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be um, boring. Yeah. Like, that's the best part about fucking being alive is I get to go to sleep and turn my brain off for a couple hours. Yeah. I thought you were going to say itch your ass. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know. 
Not while you're sleeping, though. <laughs> no. He wakes up with a sticky finger. <laughs> right, that's stupid fucking... Confucius. Confucius? That's Confucius says? Yeah. Oh, no, please. Please uh, spit like some them. ancient Eastern uh, religion. I don't uh, like these, but I heard one that was... Man who Confucius say man who go to bed with itchy butthole wake up with sticky fingers, <laughs> which I don't get because your it's your butthole's not sticky, right? Are you sure it's not stinky? Maybe it was stinky. Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> stinky. Now I like it. Now it Sticky's does make sense. Sticky is gross. Yes, but uh, poop. It's not sticky either, really. Well, I've never really held it in my hand. <laughs> I put you, a lot you don't bags. pick up your dog's shit I, not, at all. Not with my bare hands. <laughs> Just like <laughs> comparing them. <Yeah. laughs> this one's mine. Ooh, this one's my been dog. A good boy this <laughs> week. You have it, Piper. <laughs> oh well, back on the ground you go. <laughs> so Erica arrives. Yes. They shoo her away with um, a mouthful of lies. Yep. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's worried. She goes, oh, I was worried. You're, you're Oscar. You're the one who called on the phone. And he has to, like, kind of explain it away because they had, you know, tried to throw uh, him off the scent. Or tried to, to make it look like he killed himself. But since he wouldn't play along, now they have to, like, kind of, like, uh, go a different way. Yep. But, yeah, he's hanging up in a closet. Um, you guys get some uh, David Carradine vibes from this? <laughs> yeah. The face is just killing me, <laughs> yeah, that's the first mouth. and last thing you see is a frozen face of, of Humphrey Bogart, and I thought with the... no dents, no what in his head, yeah, no titty dents, right? Like yeah, I don't understand fun. what the problem was now. <sighs> they goofed. It They're must have been in the top of his head and not on his face. I have no idea. The plastic surgery was too strong on the face. Yeah, it was like the plastic <laughs> surgery is strong with this one. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, so she shows up and they're like, no, go away. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And, uh, the wife and Lithgow, they put him inside a trunk and he's like, I don't know where they took me, but it sounds like they were driving to the outside of town. Mm -hmm. And then they show a, a flashback where you're like, oh, he did fuck Sherilyn Fenn because the wife is kind of jealous. She's like, you were fucking him. And I'm like, well, you were fucking my friend. So like classic, can't we just be swingers or be polyamorous or like be an open relationship? Why does it got to be these stakes so high? Like, cause he doesn't even seem like pissed off at, that his friend is fucking her. Like, no, this, he comes from that neighborhood where it's like, yeah, we, we all got to share, you know? And mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like she should be less upset because this is a stranger versus best friend. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I fucked with Gal a couple times myself. <laughs> got a tight snapper on the back there. Do you milk the Lithgow cow, or do you get milked by the Lithgow? Are you the Lithgow cow? Good question. Lithgow's cow. Hey man, I. Uh, I mean, I guess he's a daddy. He's definitely a daddy. Um, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, never mind. Never so mind. we just started watching, or we had been watching Dexter, uh, like re a rewatch after oh, the new season that came out. He kills it in that. But we're in yeah. the middle of the Trinity season right now, season four. And you see him it, in the bathtub. It, crying? Well, it opens up that first episode yep. with just full on Lithgow ass. Mm -hmm. Oh god! Before he gets in that bathtub, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like that dude is definitely a Lithgow cow. I see where it comes from. Yeah, he's a sea cow <laughs> oh, manatee he's a girthy guy but no yeah so uh we find out that he butt fucked uh um Sherilyn fenn and then he says um she she's like 
She's like, uh, you're warm, sensitive, caring, and great in bed. <laughs> I'll never leave you. I'll never starve. Yeah. <laughs> For sex. Translation, he does mouth stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, now that he has like teeth and I'm going to tear it apart, <laughs> he's like, I got to get in there. Yeah. Yeah. And he, his, his lips won't get tired because they don't move anywhere. So <laughs> his tongue never gets tired. He's like, no, no lady ever let me go down on her when it looked like someone had just broken a bottle. It's like jabbing it <laughs> at their fucking open legs. Um, we see his wife and Lithgow are. are Digging a grave for him. So um, he's he's sitting... His wife's digging a grave. Yeah, John Lithgow is... Mm-hmm. John Lithgow's like... Gotta protect these hands. They're surgeons' hands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, then, so wait, Betty's the wife, right? Betty's the wife. Erica, Erica. is the... Erica. Mm-hmm. Is the hot one. Yeah, Erica shows up uh, <laughs> with a gun. And at first I was like, oh, was she hiding in the car? She was hiding in the back seat. She was in the back seat, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So... I wasn't sure if she just followed them. She put a blanket over herself. She was running Because I'm like, how did they get... Because he was in the trunk, right? So they took him out of the trunk, propped him up in the passenger seat. In case anyone drives by, I guess. Well, no, because they're on his property. Makes no sense. I believe... I I see where you're going with this. Uh, It's uh, Zemeckis film, so he did a Back to the Future shout-out, and she was on a skateboard dragging on the fender Uh, of the car out of sight. Good, 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 good. And and uh, she was <laughs> hanging from a clock tower waiting to be <laughs> struck by lightning. Okay, this is all happening off screen. When when he makes the sequel to this, um, uh, Can't you, you Murderer uh. Part 2, uh, you'll actually see that um, Marty McFly is climbing through the rafters in the top. It's all, it's part all of one continuum. Yeah, yeah. Wow. When you see John Lithgow riding horses in the old west in part nice. three it all makes sense and then he I'm fucks upset. himself to establish the timeline for him to be a person in the future uh, right yes 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lithgow or the other <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't Coop understanding that was Coop getting excited <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but no yeah she uh, she shows up she pulls a gun Erica pulls a gun on Betty and, and a cell phone and a cell phone she calls the cops and I love this 911 yeah very. This is early nine one one. They're like, wow, our lines are full. Just fucking. I thought it was gonna be like the Simpsons thing. It's like, if you know the crime that is being committed, please press, press that number in now. <laughs> Hole digging, <laughs> digging the dirt, <laughs> digging the dirt. I like her now. Tinker with the dinger. Yeah. Um. But no. Yeah. So, so uh, his wife shoots very slowly. Pulls her. out her. And I love this. My favorite line in the whole episode is what John Lithgow goes. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> he just is so pumped that his mistress has murdered another woman in cold blood and, like, uh, now that they're safe. And uh, Bogart, he's like, she she really was great with a gun. She shot... A little too good. Yeah, he, he she shot Erica. Goes through the window and then through his spine. Spine. Which means his... He's now going to fold in half like a table. Yes, because that's how that's how rigor mortis works. It's your bones, not your muscles. Yep. So right. as soon as your bone is broken, your bones <laughs> you... are usually soft, and when you get rigor mortis, it turns hard. Yeah, that's and why you, skeletons you fall like perfectly at like an angle, as if you've like just broken a, a stick in half. Yeah. <laughs> he lands on the emergency brake. The car drives forward, and it kills both Lithgow and yeah, very uh, slowly rolling too. And you see them running and like just. Go one foot to the left, both of you. (laughs) So, yes, in typical fashion of Tales from the Crypt, every person dies except Cheryl and Fenn. I mean, I guess she cheated with a married man. 
And she had a really I've, bad ad campaign. But she's a babe. Anyway. No, they all die. So you're she saying died, everybody dies. Yeah, but everybody she, dies. she's the least right. deserving of it. She didn't really do anything except sleep with a married man and her boss. So I, that, maybe that's why Maybe that's why that ad campaign was so bad. She was just trying to sleep to the top. I don't know. Well, Not there's anything wrong with that. But I do think it's interesting. I feel like this is one of the few... And correct me if I'm wrong, but Tales from the Crypt, where it's a very amoral protagonist that uh, they feature. So, okay, so Tales mm. from the Crypt does this thing. We've said it before, we'll say it again. If they make every single person a piece of shit, then every single person can have what's coming to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. even if you are a, a bad per like, even if you are a good guy in Tales from the Crypt, you're probably going to get killed. They're, like, everybody has some type of trespass, some type of thing where they have it deserving. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Cooper agrees. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, thank you, Cooper. Yes. Um, so just to, to wrap this up real quick, um, uh, he we, we are now brought back to the beginning, and we see that he... Uh, He's uh, he's being he's like I never saw the light when I died, but now I see a light. And two cops show up and they're like, "Hey, doesn't this guy look familiar?" And then nah. they look at each other and they go at the same time, "Nah." Yeah. I'm like, "Classic Wait, goof." How do you know if he looks familiar to me? Like, whatever. The point is, is that he looks exactly like Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart is a real guy. Like, like it, it doesn't make sense. Like, sometimes they do it, sometimes they don't. Why couldn't they have just been like, hey, that guy Humphrey, like Bogart Humphrey Bogart is a real guy. That's why we're doing this ad campaign. That's why when John Lithgow pulls a gun on him and says, here's looking at you, kid, it means something instead of means nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, that is that common of a phrase in this world that not only is it being used when your friend is pulling a gun on you, but it's also being used in a major ad campaign as a parody of what a you and a kid is. You know, I've seen it in an ad campaign before. Clover used it. Clover Dairy. Mm-hmm. I saw a billboard and it was the cow and it was eating an ice cream and it said, "Here's licking at you, kid." Did you buy some of that ice cream? Immediately. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they, it okay. works. All right. Well, fuck me <laughs> then. All right. You, okay. It you guys know what you're talking works. about. Well, okay. well, hold on, just real quick. So then, by the time we cut back to the crypt keeper, there's no accent, uh, and Hitchcock has now had his bones. He's a skeleton. <laughs> cleaned mm. by birds. Yeah. And then what's uh, the implication movie? there? Is that the crypt? Keeper takes so long to tell a story <laughs> that fucking Hitchcock, who's already dead, he's already a ghost. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the intro, right, the opening scene. But I don't think it, he's, he's supposed to be a ghost, right? I don't know. This is like holographic, know. right? I feel like blue tint. Was he blue tint? I thought he I was supposed tell. to. He was supposed to be alive. I don't know. Most likely, but a ghost Most wouldn't likely. turn into a skeleton. Schwarzenegger ran by getting chased by Predator. <laughs> predator <laughs> shot him. Well, you know, but so. nonetheless, they make the pun. Well, I guess he knows the pecking order now. As yeah. birds clean his bones. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, they're actually remaking Hitchcock's The Birds um, very soon, I believe, with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Well, and I think that's the whole tie-in that. with uh, the Hitchcock stuff is that Zemeckis is a big Hitchcock fan, and we we talked touched on this earlier in the episode. But um, what's his movie um, with Harrison Ford? Uh, there's a movie that he basically cop- copied Psycho, like Oh, what lies beneath? S- what well, lies beneath? Yeah. Right, and th- this movie came out, or this uh, episode came out before that movie. I'm pretty sure. 
But I, I do think that like it bears out through history that the reason that Hitchcock is in this or referenced is because of Zemeckis being a well, big fanboy. So, I mean, that's what this show was. It was Steven Spielberg, Joel Silver. It was Zemeckis. It was Joe Dante. It was all of these directors in this fucking like, you know, director's brat club who were like, hey, you know what? We love these old EC comics. Let's fucking let's 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 film these things and make them great. So I guess uh, it's time for us to uh, rate these episodes yeah i think cooper should start first Yo, you know should I? Coop, Coop, why don't you run down what this rate okay our is. ratings uh work like this we rate each episode on a scale of zero to ten glim glims okay and uh how, how does this metric work uh zero is the worst so, so if there's no glim glims, you're very sad. No glim glim, you got a zero. Okay, but if you have ten glim glims, then you get a ten. Okay, and, <laughs> yeah. and that's good. Yes, ten okay. is good. Zero okay. is bad. Okay, five. Five is average. Okay, I've heard. Yep, it ever do. But so, who's gonna start? You are. Why me? Are. What's so special about me? Because you haven't said shit this whole episode. <laughs> we picked you for. We picked this episode for you. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. As it's been stated, I'm not a big noir. Noir. Oh, are we gonna say our thing? Are we gonna go? Mm, noir. Glim glims. Glim yeah. Okay. It's all glim glims from now on. It's usually creepy crawlers. Anyway. Uh. So yeah, I'm not a huge fan of uh noir. So that's one strike, and then. I hate John Lithgow. I'm just kidding. I'm, I was joking. I think he's really nice and handsome and smart. <laughs> um, overall, though, I mean, yeah, it was, I know that he's a star, so it had that going. I didn't like the faces of uh, Humphrey Anybody? Bogart. No, because it was unnerving. It was just, again, I'm making a face that you can't see if you're listening to this, but I felt like it was overdone. It was like it was like they were impressed. They were showing off this technology that didn't look, look yeah. good. Look how good we yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Because they took every opportunity they could, Humphrey, to show you this frozen face. I wish I counted how many times he looks at his reflection. I guarantee you, I mean, it's like ten to twelve. There's five, five times that I clocked for sure. And it looks like a photograph of his face, three quarters of the time. I feel like you could have worn like a paper like mask of it and it, yeah. it looked better because then you could like turn and see different angles but the fact that you're like like the, no the body's moving but the the face never does and that's why it's that's why it looked like fucking there was hitchcock's face was like shuddering yeah. because like the body was <laughs> moving dude it's because they didn't use a reflection <laughs> they're like okay we're yeah. gonna take out every fucking frame and we're gonna lay it on top of this one it's like the it's amount bizarre. of time and work and money like i guarantee you this episode costs like Ten million dollars. It wasn't worth it. And there was seemed. What was the point of being Humphrey Bogart? Just to have a noir. You can have noir without Humphrey. I mean, I guess people were. And it's not like Humphrey Bogart was, like it was fucking nineteen ninety five. Yeah, dude. yeah, he wasn't in the consciousness. No. no, yeah. By the way, do you think Bo don't Bogart the joint? Does that come from Humphrey? I wanted to ask. Like, right. wh what's the background? I thought it might be because he smokes. A lot of cigarettes. Maybe. I thought it was because Humphrey Bogart was getting all of the roles. So oh. if you Bogart something, you are taking more than you're supposed to. Okay. That makes all sense. Right. Maybe yeah. that's I like it. that. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to live with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Seems to, if it's if that is indeed true. Speaking of which, I went to a, a steak place with my redacted for a dinner, and it was where it was like 
like inspiration for the Maltese Falcon or something. Oh, cool. Which I believe is a Humphrey Bogart movie. And it's a Hitchcock. Oh, and hit. Ah, wow, wow, wow. Maybe they work together a lot. Anyway, let's get to my rating, shall we? We shall. Please, please, Um, please. Please. I'm going to say, you know, it was, it was, it was okay. It was fun at times, but I did find myself getting kind of bored. And I think that's just because I really don't like noir. It makes my fucking balls itch, dude. <laughs> Everything does. Uh, yeah. How many glim glims for our guest? I'm who keeps making it, you watch this shit? I'm giving Walter half a glim glim. I'm giving he, him one glim. I'm not rating. Well, I'm not going to rate Walter right okay. now. <laughs> but if I did, he would get a ten out of ten. Oh. <laughs> okay. For real, I'm gonna give it four point five. Uh, average, it's not bad. Yeah, average Tales from the Crypt kind of episode, but the fact that I don't like noir knocks it down. You think this is an average Tales from the Crypt? Maybe not. <laughs> you tell me. No, no. Whatever stick, you decide is fine. I think Whatever you this was on the average to below average okay. Tales from the Crypt. And I don't like noir, so it's sitting a little bit below average for me at 4.5 Glim Glims or Creepy Crawlers. And there's no bonuses in this at all. No, no, nope. bo- they weren't bogarting it up. There's here. no bogarts. No, no cut. No dog in a suitcase. Unfortunately, yeah. So that's it. Four point five. Walter. So for me, it's the first tales of the crypts that I got to do with you guys, and that's <laughs> a little exciting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think, despite maybe what John will bring up later, that this was, uh, I think they cut a lot of fat out of this episode in the sense that they just don't, they hand wave. They don't explain a lot of things. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it's streamlined. Here's what you need to know. And that's it. Why do I need to know what their ad campaign is? <laughs> <laughs> it needs to clearly illustrate why Humphrey Bogart doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) to modern audiences. Mm -hmm. Um, I would give the uh, episode uh, altogether. I'm going to go with a six. You know, I think um, I like it a lot more than some of the Fallen Angel ones. Oh, Um, compared to a Fallen Angel, of course. (laughs) Right, absolutely. I didn't get to do any other Tales of the Crypts with you yet. Um, I think a six is good average to maybe slightly Fudging it above average um, with a little bit of bias. But. Um, Are we talking about penises? <laughs> oh, if that's the case, then it's uh, five and a half. You got a fudge on your penis? <laughs> five and a half. What is, what is it? A sticky break? A sticky, a sticky penis? Were you hanging out with Confucius? Yep. <laughs> Confucius, my homie. Let him finish his rating. Rate, rate, rate. Uh, yeah, so five and a half fudges. Okay. Fair. All right. Tom? There you go. Okay. Let's see here. Uh, what did this episode have in it? Um, bad Forrest Gump impressions. <laughs> uh, irrelevant actors I don't care about. Humphrey Bogart, of course. Sherilyn Fenn and John Lithgow. I'm there. In fact, they are the only saving grace for this episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, and I guess if I was giving this just... If I was just looking at Tales from the Crypt... This would probably be one of the worst Tales from the Crypt <laughs> I have ever seen. Noise. So if this if I if this anthology show was just about Tales from the Crypt, I would give this a two, just because the only thing I know that possibly get lower than this yeah. is a one. The fact that I'm tuning out every single time is not a good thing, but it's got John Lithgow in it, mm-hmm. so uh, he's gonna get the Lithgow bump. 
<laughs> Definitely getting the Lithgow bump, and not just in my trousers. Uh-oh. I see your eyes downing down there. It's I see you. Bolt. You're about to sneeze. You you have your finger in your nose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You just try not to, just like Shaggy from Scooby Doo. The, um, the Lithgow utter. So let's see. I guess utterly delicious. I will give this uh, two glim glims. Whoa. AKA whoa. three point two five creepy colors. There's a. There's like a Wait, there's exchange, exchange rate. Exchange yeah, okay. it's like right. when you use a, a DC AC adapter. It's okay. don't don't try to make sense of it. The we'll rest say. of the world uses glim glims. We're still using three point two five creepy crawlers. Wait, okay. sorry, three point two five zero creepy crawlers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> now it's your turn. God bless. Um. Yeah. Pretty. Uh. Pretty boring episode. I. I. I actually kind of liked the. I did like kind of like the POV. I mean, the stuff isn't that great, but I I don't think I've seen the one that you you guys were talking about the Tales from the Crypt one unless we did it before. I don't remember. We have have not. you not done that? No, we haven't. Because I like that one. I like that one too. It's it's with the the Better Call Saul brother, right? Like it's. I think it's Bo Bridges is one of the guys, and then the other whatever. The, Sorry. The, yeah. Oh, um, but uh, yeah, it, I uh, I didn't dislike it. It was kind of fun. Lithgow I enjoy as well. Too. I think he's a pretty talented actor. That's and? about it. The, the he's most bald, he's a baldo. talented, most handsome. He's a baldo, most handsomest. Uh, no, there. I think uh, <laughs> John's biting his under lip super hard right now. I think it would have been better if it was a different yeah. actor than uh, than Humphrey. But I also think it would have been really fun if it was someone like. Joe Pesci, someone that's got a good like inner monologue that would have been kind of a lot of fun, or like a yeah. Joey like, Joey Pants. Wh- what what Joe deceased Pants. actor from this time would have been better? Because I feel like so many, so many would have been better. Well, that's what I feel like. What hurts this episode a lot. Sorry to cut in, but okay. is the fact that you don't. The only time you see the lead's face is a frozen mask. Exactly, and it's yeah. like it's nostalgia for things. That nobody is appreciating. It's like, no. yeah, unless you're fucking whatever, 50 years old in 1995, this doesn't mean anything to you. Mm-mm. It's true. Very true. Continue. Double true? <laughs> uh, 5.250. Glim limbs or creepy crawlers? Uh, sucks. Sucks, sucks. <laughs> those are those are creepy crawlers. Yeah. You suck okay. on a creepy crawler. I, I just... Respect all of you for your decisions. <laughs> I landed closer to you. I landed four point five. Yeah, I guess three point two five zero is it's good. If, if if John Lithgow was not in this episode, oh, it would be a one. One point five. Whoa, was that your lowest ever? I feel like one of my picks is your lowest ever. <laughs> it might be. I tend to. Pick I, I, I was, I'll put it this way. I yeah. never. I always knew that film noir wasn't for me. I never actually hated it with a passion <laughs> until now. I like I'm looked glad. down and like my hands were throbbing, like from <laughs> gripping fists. My knuckles were white. Gripping your Lithgow guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, from gripping my dick while I was watching it. Um, no, yes, um, but that was a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. Thank you so much for, for bringing this to our attention and uh, yes. for taking us down. If nothing else, I got to look at Lithgow and uh, um, the CK um, Calvin Klein. So that was a lot of fun this week. But that's the end of 2022. Let's look towards the future. Where's the future taking us, brother? Oh, it's Macho Man Randy Savage, our official ambassador of 
Janitor, Janitor January. January. Yay. I talked to your janitor friend. How's he doing? He said, hey. Uh, that's it. All right. Good. <laughs> well, good. I mean, he's disgruntled. You stole his <laughs> fucking knife. What do you expect? Right, right. Or Wait, he showed you a knife? What happened? I what? took it out of his shed. Out of his out of the sheath? No, it was hanging on the wall, I Okay. Think. The point is, uh, we are doing Janitor January, a janitor-themed month. Yep. And I picked the time before this so i think that's tom's pick this week mm-hmm. right what was no it's it's uh is it let's think because i did are you afraid of the dark and then oh. i did glim glim okay well i have one ready okay yeah. so cooper is going to be our first pick of 2023 our first pick of janitor Jean. tales from the crypt oh, the case of the janitor january this is <laughs> the tale okay. of the missing steak knife okay hold on no, no, you know no. what if you want to do us a favor, mm-hmm. Mr. Walter Willore, Ginger Jesus, fucking Chicago handshake over here, mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead and say Janitor January, however you want to say it, I'll put an echo effect on it, and we'll use it every time we say Janitor January. Oh, that's a great go idea. ahead. Are you ready for Janitor January? Perfect. All right. Go ahead. What are we What are we watching? We are going to do, and I'm pretty sure I cleared this with you that we haven't done it already. It's Goosebumps, and it is Phantom of the Auditorium. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. For right. our first janitor episode. Very uh, good. Well, not our first. Our first official janitor January episode. Yes, we have had other episodes before. with janitors in it. Yeah. Um, for those listening, uh, we have a janitor bonus. Will we be not applying it this month since no. we're purposely picking it? Okay, yeah. If you guys want to reach out to us, uh, please feel free to hit us up on our socials. We have a Instagram, which is Short and Spooky Podcast. We have a Twitter account, which is at Short and Spooky. We have an email, which is Short and Spooky Podcast. We also have an Instagram that I already talked about. You did. <laughs> okay. We also have a uh, T Public page if you guys want to buy some t-shirts and stuff like that. Uh, Walter, is there anything you'd like to plug? Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me on. Hi. Shorties, Spookies, you're the best. Happy New Year's. Don't forget the junkies. Oh, the sniffies. Yeah, okay, whatever. He likes me. Shut up. That's enough you need to know. Uh, the Come back they're okay. They're, they're, they're over there. Come back soon, but if you come back with the noir, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gonna, no, it's fine. He's gonna, make, he's gonna punch you and make your mouth look like the before. It'll look like, yeah, the before Bogart. <laughs> You're gonna Bogart before got before 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 Bogart before Bogart Bogart. Everyone knows Humphrey Bogart had a jacked up grill. Everyone knows that. Yeah. Okay. Um. Any last words before we uh, say goodbye to everybody? Peace. Glim glim. See you in 2023, janitors. Find that devil.